Hey, with Duffy Heck, uh, Shopping Cart People is the short film documentary, winner of Best Short Film at the Political uh, Feedback Film Festival. Really uh, interesting film, obviously a very important film. I've seen a few films uh, about homelessness uh, in Los Angeles. It seems to be a big topic these days, but not from this kind of like personal kind of point of view. So I'm assuming, Duffy, that this is a this topic is important for you. It is important to me, and the idea was just really to shine a light on the subject. Um, I did do a feature about the homeless that did quite well, Got won some festivals, got picked up for TV. Um, and that was quite a few years ago. This one, a little bit different subject, um, short doc, and uh, the reception so far has been very good. So this, uh, like, it's one of those things where, like, obviously there's, there's, a, there's a homeless problem in Los Angeles where you shot the film. Homeless people generally don't vote, right? So then politicians by proxy don't care about them. I'm just being general, of course. Don't care about them because they're not the ones who are voting them in office. So they kind of, like, leave them aside and not care about. They're not paying taxes. They're not doing all these things. So then it's like, but it's like, it's almost like tragic in its nature, how rich a country, a city, Los Angeles is. When I go there, there's like, go ahead. Um, it wasn't shot in Los Angeles. I live in Carpinteria, which is a suburb of Santa Barbara, a little beach town. Okay, I, 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 I oh, that's my ignorance. It was like, I, I say that, I, I assume that's like the Los Angeles area, I guess, is gigantic. Well, I, Los Angeles is quite different. Los yeah. Angeles is huge. Yeah. Santa Barbara is small. Carpentria is even smaller, about maybe 15,000, uh, 17,000 people. Yeah. The problems are the same, just on a different scale. Gotcha. Sorry. I, 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 that, I, that's my bias about, about talking about the, the area, because it's like... Yeah. I think but I have, shot movies, I have shot movies in Los Angeles, and actually one was shot downtown in the, in the thick of it. Yeah. And, uh, that gave me exposure to the problems, as did a, a few other things. But um, no, your point is well taken that they don't really have representation. And um, yeah, again, to repeat myself, the idea was to just humanize it a bit and show people a little bit more about the uh, people behind the kind of image yeah. and that kind of thing. So instead of, instead of talking about a mac the macro issue of homelessness, you individualized and gave us a personal journey and said, these are who these people are. This is what's happening and it kind of gives us it emotionally gives an emotional attachment to the audience, I guess. Right. Well, that's exactly right. What it, my idea was to do a micro to pick a pick a facet of it or a small part of it. And then hopefully the bigger story would come through, you know, and the way that this was a friend of mine, Peter Marin, who had seen the earlier film I mentioned, and he uh, was a writer and editor at uh, Harper's or Atlantic. And he remembered that film he asked me to do a film called Shopping Cart Wars. And his, he's very political, I'm political too, but our orientation or our focus is a little different. He wanted more about city council policy, reneging on policies and promises. Yeah. And I, in my films, want to do more about the humanity or the human. So I change it from wars to people. And um, that's what happened. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a softer ending, I guess. People is better. It, does, it is softer than that. Although the stories are, you know, they're uh, tragic. Yeah. It's tragic. At the end, Steve Price gets a victory. You know, um, the police are exposed and they're not 
allowed to destroy the contents of someone's possessions just because they're don't you know have they're not that prosperous uh, and they got dinged for it and now there's a flag up and they can't really do it anymore. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That might be jumping ahead. People not knowing what the story and what that refers to. No, so you're you're you kind of like just the film is about like shopping cart people, so meaning that the homelessness, but they have all their their whole lives in the shopping cart, and it's okay. like it's their it's their everything, it's their it's their essence, it's their survival, it's That's who right. they are, I guess, right? That's right, and the police routinely would would arrest the individual, seize the cart, destroy the contents. The guy would get released, or the gal. And they would uh, maybe or maybe not get the cart back, but they certainly wouldn't get their things back. And the um, People's Project, the one that Joe Doherty represented him in a, in a court case, um, and we show this at the end of the, the uh, movie, um, had a victory. Yeah. And they were fine, an historic fine, and not allowed to uh, do that kind of thing in the future. Yeah. Which, I mean, they can figure it out. They don't have to destroy things and burn them up or throw them away. Yeah, that's just you. You save you saved a lot of people in the future. Like that, 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 um, that, that court case, I guess, right? Like they can't do this to any more people. I'll think about the thousands of people that have been helped because of that. I guess in the future, I guess, right? Yeah, and this individual, Steve Price, which is the first of um, one, two, three, four. Um, four or five interviews we did in the movie between sequences of the people actually in the communities using the carts and, and following that way. Steve was a, was a, he's a brilliant guy and I know him very well. And he was Dan Rather's uh, top editor and an Emmy winner. And because of circumstances, he ended up on the streets. And Isn't he that was, crazy? Like think if you think about that for a second, like how crazy that is. Well, I mean, uh, we didn't show it, even though he told us. Basically, he was going to a job, a school shooting. He was in the van with all the equipment. He was an editor. And I think there was camera gear in there, too. And he had a slam on the brakes. And they weren't, they were supposed to be, but they weren't tied down. And it all slammed into him and hit his back. And that just set him on a course of a lot of you know, uh, operations and a lot of uh, difficulties. And he never recovered and he ended up uh, on a life, you know, on a life on the streets. And they, and he would be arrested repeatedly. And, and one incident is, is detailed in the, in the movie that's really very moving. But um, they would uh, take his card every time. And he had journals. He's an artist. He's a street artist. He had, uh, you know, a lot of uh, things that potentially, you know, were his uh, life's work yeah. and they got they got destroyed. And that's why the case came up. And at the end, he's victorious. Well, yeah, with the consequence. So where did you find where did how long have you known him? Where did you like how did the process occur for you to film him in this? Well, movie? that's a very good question. Um, it was a process. I told you, Peter Marin and I started talking about making this movie. I went out with my camera and did all the scenes on the streets that you see in between each interview, uh, different kinds of people, yeah. you know, using the carts. And, and uh, so that, that was about May, one year ago, May. And, uh, you know, that, I spent quite a bit of time down there shooting stuff. And then, you know, really one thing led to another. And it's a small town. 
My cameraman, I've done a few projects with Larry Nimmer, who I think did a great job. And he told me about Steve Price, who's a character that uh, he knows around town, you know, a street guy. And um, we set up an interview, had no idea how it was gonna turn out. And he was just very uh, revealing. The interviews are a lot longer, of course, than what you see edited. Each, each little segment, interview segments about uh, you know, three or four minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but and then and then one thing led to another. I got to know actually a, a shopping cart person, Snake, uh, who is uh, just a great guy and very open uh, about telling his story. And um, you know, and then I uh, Glenn Maurer, who kind of summed it up at the end, who was a lawyer and has represented hundreds of cases for the homeless community. I think he gave some really good perspective on the issue. Everyone is either in the community, an activist, or somebody who has been involved, you know, on like on the legal side of it. Mm. And uh, I think it's a it's a it's a good cross uh, section of people uh, talking about the issue. Yeah, and then uh, who's the gentleman at the at the, the five minute mark? The, the he was a he was a professor. Oh, Wayne, yeah. Wayne is um, also a representative of one of the, uh, an advocate for the homeless community. He's got something to say. <laughs> Pardon me? Oh, man, you yeah. know. Um, well, you know, I don't know if other filmmakers, how, they're, how they do it or how they're going to be able to watch this, but the deal is um, you have to establish some kind of trust. Yeah. So the person you know, that you interview will open up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what happened with Wayne. And he's on a good track now. Um, I think one of his missions in life, since he sobered up, um, was to um, help people who were in the same situation learn from him. Yeah. And, the, and the best way you can do that, I think, is by telling your story. And he did that uh, for the movie. And I think just, you know, it's it's uh, awesome. And then you have Snake, I guess, right? Snake was the um, shopping cart guy. Yeah. And just to, just to give your viewers a little bit, maybe they'll have a chance to look at the movie. Uh, I'm not sure when the, when the radio show or the podcast is going to air. But he was a guy. I followed him. He opened up. I wanted to see what was in the cart. And he was very open about showing us and talking about it. And you know what kind of car to use, and he said, "Look, the guys here at this shopping center let me uh, crash here, no problem." But you know, uh, I followed him for a few days, and I saw him then uh, on a bus leaving town, you know, with all his stuff. Yeah. At one point, he says, "Look, I'd like to see, like, like to see one of these guys put all their possessions here," and he and the shot shows him, and it's a big pile of stuff. But yeah. Man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't put all my stuff in one place like that. And the guys in the shopping center, though they had told him he could crash there, basically said, you got 10 minutes to get off the property. And he's going, and, and this is the message of the movie, I think. What he said was, anywhere but here. This is what I hear everywhere. Yeah. Go away, anywhere but here. And that's kind of their plight, you know? So while you're doing these interviews, the interesting thing about is, is the background. 
because you you mentioned before, earlier that you're in the small town and you can see that it's pretty like it's a pretty like you know mainstream kind of middle america or i know you're in la but it's kind of like a, a united states kind of like prosperous yeah. town there's like fancy yeah. cars driving by yeah. you know, it's clean it's yeah. like there's like there's there's uh there's basically it's like the, the town is doing well let's put it that way it and, is and people in who live in that town seemingly are doing well as well right yeah, yeah. And, and so what the hell is going on i know it's a it's a question you can't answer but like what how are the how is this possible that there's these homeless people hanging around this city and 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 like in when it's there's so much money and there's so much richness riches around it that's right anywhere but here that's yeah, anywhere but here. You, know, you can go you can go to some other town you can go to some other place that place might say the same thing but basically businesses here will say um uh no you know you uh it's a dirty problem. I mean, it, and it's a complicated problem. I think the essential, there is no real solution, but if there is something toward a solution, it's more housing. Do we have the money to afford that? Yeah, you do. I kind of think so. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like in uh, Toronto? Yeah, it's, it's, a bad, it's bad in Toronto too, right? So it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, like, I guess they give people like a, uh, like especially in the winter time like they make sure that they they have somewhere to stay during the night i guess right there's always that but uh yeah like there's like it's and that's the one of the it's what it's also a misconception about who is homeless right there's that stereotype that they're drug addicts they're like they got mental illness and i'm of course there's some of those people who but they sometimes they they get on the street and then they get they become drug addicts not because like not be like you know what I mean. It's like a catch twenty two in a sense, but meaning that that's not like that's the misconception. It's like oh they're and it's also the misconception of addiction too, right? Mental illness. Right. It's like oh that it's their fault for it's their fault that they're like that, right? Any any uh, pick any strata of business or uh, any uh, any area in just modern life, and you're going to find some people who are alcoholics, addicts, problems, mental. It's yeah. everywhere, but here it's just a little bit more in your face. Yeah. And, um, you know, the idea is, not to be too obvious about it, but the idea is we're all people. Yeah. They're, they're people too. It's like shopping cart people. They're people too. Yeah, so exactly. a little humanity uh, would be uh, helpful to say the least. Yeah, it, it's a slippery slope, right? Like I'm not, I don't want to get too personal, but I'm like, I'm 16 years sober. I'm very lucky to be where I'm at. And it's like, but one small thing, I could have ended up, I could be a completely different person now, right? So there's a lot of, so I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's what people don't realize is that if they're, we always, we, it's like disease, right? Or it's like, like only global warming. It's like people only pay attention to the problem when it's in their face, when it, when it affects them, right? So that's the thing. That's the thing with like homeless people, only when it affects them, on a, on a personal level is when they when they start paying attention to it. You know what I mean? So Wayne's story might have resonated with you the most because yep. he talks so openly about uh, being in it and then coming out of it and in in uh, being addicted and, and yeah. Having... No, but you know, that's this is for me. This is like this would be like if I had all the money in the world, this is where I would put my money. Meaning that because I think this is what. Because like I said to you, like I see it with the politicians when I talk to them, they don't care because they know that 
these people don't vote. And I think that it, it comes down to that, right? It's like it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And it's because it's like that's because that, that's what they'll only pay attention to. It's like so it's it's BS and it's like and it's like we shouldn't, you know, I'm not a socialist, but at the same time, it's like if the rich can't get too rich and the poor can't get too poor, we have to have, there's gotta be more of a balance, right? especially in these rich rich uh rich areas that you're you're filming in that's the that's the context too right where like i say you're you're showing these like beautiful areas that you're in and then so why is this why is this why can't someone just have a home where they could put their stuff and sleep I guess. oh yeah and there's that picnic scene where they're kind of celebrating yeah. themselves and 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 having a uh the guy that did the music is one of my favorites bobby johnston he's done a lot of tv shows he's done movies he did, I think he does the music for This American Life, which is a big podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, he and I um, really collaborated well and he really got it. And when we go to the picnic scene, he makes it sound a little, because a lot of these guys are a little bit older, you know, yeah. uh, older than you, maybe more like my age, I'm, you know, up there. And it was a little bit more like uh, folk rock and mamas and papas and California sound. And he got the la la la's in and, it, it really, I think, was the, the right music. I think he just did a great job. So in the end, of the, near the end of the movie, you uh, you interview Glenn. Uh, it was a, was a Mo, Mower? Bauer. Bauer. Yeah. So yeah. He, he's he's a lawyer and he represents the cases for the homelessness. He rep, he's like, like he probably has like hundreds of cases going on at the same time. So this guy is a kind of a hero in a sense, right? Like he, this is kind of his life life's work now, I guess, right? After making, having success in, in the law, the law world previously, I guess, right? Well, he ran public defender's office in yeah. Santa Barbara for years yeah. and years. Not all of it was filmed at Carpentria. A lot of it was filmed in Santa Barbara. But I've known Glenn for a long time, mainly through the homeless issue. And, and um, yeah, he um, just gave it some perspective. I mean, uh, you know, successful, um, wonderful marriage. As he said, they traveled around all over the world but he's never seen the people treated as badly as they are here in, in his own country. Yeah. No, that's the, the he kind of uh, talks about that too. So he, he's, he like, there's people like himself, right. That, that you kind of like, there's an optimism to your film in a sense, right. Like you talk about the case, you talk about Glenn, like there's people doing, trying to help, I guess. Right. Trying to like resolve these conflicts, I guess. Right. Yeah, and when this is shown, as I asked you a, a couple of days ago, maybe you could put on the screen a uh, link to the website of his group and, and one of the main groups in town in case people want to find out more about what they're doing and even possibly, uh, you know, a place to send some money or at least a, a vote of uh, support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in the end, you kind of have the kind of the montage, like the winter montage shots. Oh, well, what Glenn says was, this is no Peter Pan kind of life. People think it might be, you know, people just, and even in Alaska. Um, and then I show about four photos in Alaska um, yes. of uh, what it's like in the winter there. And and just, just you know, some people really do support this. And I um, reached out to the uh, photographer and he and he gave me the rights to show the, the photos. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, uh, um, well, it's uh, that was appreciated because the the was the the gentleman, the older gentleman, Snake. Yeah, there's a there's a feature film with this guy. Like he, this guy's got some stories to tell, and like his shopping cart is is what you call loaded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And well, I'll tell you what he did for me. Just like with Wayne, I wanted pictures of everyone as a young person. Yeah. And I didn't end up using them for everyone. But Snake, who is, you know, you can tell he's, you know, obviously he's a, yeah. a street guy. He reached out to his mom. And I don't think they have the best relationship. Sure. And he reached out to her for me to get some photos of him as a kid. Yeah. He ended up not getting them. But I think the gesture was really kind of profound to me that he would go to that extent, you know, to... Uh, you, but basically, but he can also go to his mom and say, Mom, uh, help me out here. Uh, can I, do you have I'm a... He, I'm not saying he hasn't done that. No. I don't know. No, but and, you know what I mean? It seems like, like it seems like an interesting thing that he did. It's like, well, if he's got... Well, really, yeah, it was really touching. Yeah. You know, that he would go to that extent, because I'm sure it was full of all kinds of, uh, you know, past experiences and problems or who knows. I mean, okay. You know, everybody has problems with their parents. Now, let's talk about the ending. So you you uh, you, you finished the film. Basically, you move the camera. So you're interviewing him. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. move the camera and you're like, this, this yeah. is the point of view of people like judging him or like. No. Well, those are the guys that kicked him off. Yeah. Those are the, and the, yeah, and that was a little bit kerning, turning the camera on them. On them, yeah. I had gone over, uh, my camera guy, Larry, kept on Snake. I went over and talked to these guys, and I asked them, would you guys be in the movie? And they said, no, no. And uh, then I walked back uh, out of frame, whispered to the camera guy, you know, let's pan over and try to catch these guys. Yeah. And in a very, I think what you would call kind of a, superior position looking at, at what we're doing very judgmental just for yeah. that moment and um yeah i think it was a good way to end the movie no yeah, no it was it was a perfect way to end the movie because it was like it was because that's where the focus needs to be on like you're focusing that's the allegories like you're focusing on the on, on the on the subjects but this is the conflict this is the conflict like sure. this is the issue right it's sort of like these people can this wouldn't be the conflict if those people weren't so so capitalistic and judgmental about you know what I mean so well that's that was I don't think we included that but that's uh, basically it if you want to spend money you're welcome yeah you know and that is a lot about what's going on in our uh, country yeah it's an interesting time your country the United States very interesting time obviously uh very divided uh very polarizing it's like two countries I guess right in, yeah. in two points of view yeah. So let's read between the lines and, and, and figure out that what point of view <laughs> we're at. So we, yeah. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Thanks for. Um, what did you think? Well, one last question. What did you think about the audience uh, reactions to your film? The audience feedback to your film? Well, as I said, I, I have been lucky. I've had movies like in uh, Venice and Telluride and, you know, Seattle and. Uh, New York and some good ones and you get a moment after you show the movie when people show their appreciation sometimes more than others but usually pretty good and you get into maybe once in a while a Q&A and it's one question or two questions or maybe when you're leaving you can talk to someone about it but it's very short yeah so the idea of the interviews and getting 15 minutes of people's reactions is just um, a great way of doing it I guess a couple of other festivals are doing it. I didn't really know about them. I didn't really know that. I understood feedback, but I didn't think it was going to be to that extent. 
And I don't know if Film Freeway really describes it in that much detail. Maybe they do, and I was not concentrating on it, but whatever, for whatever reason, really effective, really helpful. And in the questionnaire I filled out, I think it's true. This will help filmmakers make more films because they really get some feedback, which, you know, you get a focus group where you get a few people helping you along the way. You don't get something as full blown as what you guys have provided. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, it was almost 15 minutes and that was great. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Well, let's talk again when you make your next film and, okay. uh, and yeah, great film. Uh, congratulations. And, uh, Congratulations on making a great film. You're a great storyteller, but also, too, it's a very important subject, which it goes without saying. So let's talk again in the future. Thanks, Matthew. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel.